Silhouette Zero, episode 37, Return to Hadrian Station. After a profitable run of freight and smuggling, the Spice Wolf and her crew find themselves where it all began, Hadrian Station. Has time healed the wounds Click left behind? Or will Tenloss and the Huts be out for revenge? Hello and welcome back on this very special GM's Day. Except it won't be GM's Day when we actually release this. Right. But still, hi, I'm Chris Ng, I am your GM. And that's Matt, my brother. Hello. So, roll that there, Destiny Pool. Alrighty. Five darks, uh, no, six dark side? Oh. <laughs> well then. There we go. Perfect. The scene opens up with a pan down from space onto a very familiar looking space station, Hadrian Station, one of many star ports in the orbit of the Terminus system. It zooms in through a window into a corridor where people are walking about, going about their starport business, until you see a red astromech unit. Kobe zigzags between these pedestrians, makes his way down to the concourse until you, you see... Until you see Docking Bay 5, where it all started. He rolls in up the ramp to the Spice Wolf, where everyone is huddled in a corner, trying not to be seen. (laughs) And uh, Kobe gives a brief report to Reyna about the situation on the station. Well, it seems that Tenlos has maintained control of the station, despite our recent hijinks. Yeah, that's good. I believe so. Doesn't seem that there is going to be any ill will towards us as long as we don't make too much of a scene. Right. Then why stay here? Let's just get on out of here as fast as Kobe can lay in a course. It seems a poor business decision to not pick up at least the lead of a job. We don't exactly have anything where else to go. We'll just stay stocked here while I make a few transmissions until we can pick up a new source of work. In the meantime, everyone stay on the ship. So Raina leaves, uh, heads towards the cockpit. Tazi shrugs, heads over to her trash pile. <laughs> Jinko looks around shiftily and then motions for you to follow him. I shrug. I look around shiftily also and follow him. You take the turbo lift down to the second deck and he leads you to your quarters and he shuts the door. Let's sneak out. Oh, okay. That's it? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I have an idea, but I need your own. <clears throat> but I need your support for it to work. Oh, are we stealing another astromech? No, we are not stealing <laughs> another astromech. The one that we have is a headache enough. <laughs> Listen, I've been thinking about our situation and the type of work we've been doing. Uh, what type of work have we been doing? Smuggling. Well, a little bit. Lots of smuggling. <laughs> a fair amount. Every time we try to do a legitimate job, it does not work. We did a legitimate job. And every time we did, we got ourselves in trouble. Yeah, I guess. But you have to admit the smuggling runs have not exactly been exciting either. Uh, it was okay. I mean, running spice isn't that great. So, I have a proposition. There's another way we could be making credits. Black Sun? A wave? No, no. Street performers. Ugh, will you just listen? Okay. <laughs> Have you ever wondered? Or yes. Have you ever thought... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the question is, yes. Have you ever thought about mapping hyperspace routes? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, don't you just kind of 
follow a path and then like your astromech and your nav computer like log it yes but that is how the paths are made someone has to first explore the hyperspace routes you see i've been working with kobe on my astrogation projections lately and i think that uh we are getting good enough that we could or at least i could map new charts what's wrong with but what's wrong with the ones we have there could be other ways around it for example, you could find a faster hyperspace route, which is obviously very profitable. Secondly, you could find routes that the Empire doesn't know about, which is, makes it also very profitable for those who wish to remain unnoticed. Ah, gotcha. But it's very dangerous work, and it would require a very skilled pilot to get us out of jams. Hmm, I see the problem. I think we could convince the captain to take this type of work on, but, firstly, you would be, have to be willing to put yourself in that sort of danger. Danger, you say? Uh, against insurmountable odds? Perhaps? Let's just put it this way. If you make an error in your hyperspace calculations, you could end up too close to a black hole, or an exploding sun, Ooh. or into a nebula. <laughs> I haven't done the first two. <laughs> yes, and it would require quite a bit of heroics on your part to make sure that we do not die. Ah, looking for an old hero pilot, huh? Well, aren't isn't today your lucky day? Every day is a lucky day with you, Click. It really is. I'm glad you're starting to see that. Anyway, the reason we have to get off the ship is we have to find Banis. Who? Banis, the explorer. He is a great hyperspace mapper, perhaps one of the best. And I've heard he is here somewhere on Hadrian Station. If we could convince him to give us some pointers or instructions or... Let me be his apprentice, then I could actually have a good shot at making these astrogation calculations work. Gotcha. We're going to put the screws to him, huh? I pull out my blaster and start doing, like, shooty motions. No, we, he is a very respectable and very powerful explorer. Perhaps one of the greatest. The only thing is I don't know anything about him other than his name and that he's a great explorer. Ah, so we're going to hit the streets. That's what I need you, yes. You and your fast-talking, odd charm that you exude. Okay, you can stop with the flattery. I'm already agreeing with you to, to go. <laughs> Ugh. I'm going to regret this on many levels, I can tell already. You say that at the start of every mission. Alright, so the two of you are going to head off. Um, do you tell anyone else? Um, I imagine that as we're walking out, um, we have to pass through the cargo bay, right? Yeah. Um, I'll probably, like, just say goodbye to Tazi. <laughs> like, just in passing. Because <laughs> he's not really thinking about it. <laughs> Bye, Tazi. See you later. See you, Click. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the two of you exit onto Terminus Station. Uh, Hadrian Station. You are back on the main concourse where you were uh, so many months ago. Protocols and Parts is still there. Is there pin Prins? Yeah, Brins, Protocols, and Parts. Still there. Hmm. All the other shops that were closed before are open now. And everything seems, seems to be very calm and collected. Like a very functional operating spaceport. Huh, it's kind of weird when no one's running around shooting at each other. I think I prefer it. Huh, teach their own. So what is your approach to find out more information about Banis the Explorer? <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, I was going to say the information kiosk, but... <laughs> <laughs> hmm. well, 
don't have anything, we're probably just going to have to go a little tried and true uh, cantina approach. All right, what's the name of the cantina here on Hadrian Station? Whew. Where's Hadrian Station again? Terminus. Oh, I know. We already named it. I forgot. Oh, end of the line. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're, they're all named end of the line. All right. You go back to the end of the line. It's pretty bustling in here. Although, you do get the sense that there's sort of a dull, muted sensation. Like, the last time it was really lively. And this time there's sort of a sensation of restraint. That you can't quite put your hand, or that you can't quite put your finger on. I'm going to drag the bar stool next to someone else and hop on. Um, alien choice? Um, Aqualish. (laughs) Okay. Hello. Hey there, stranger. How are you? Good. How are you? He shrugs. Aw, what's wrong? Why the shrug? Well, it's hard to find work out here on the Hadrian Station. What? How? You're, like, at the edge of, like, the known galaxy. Surely there's people heading out and in. Who doesn't need, you know, help from a strong aqualish like yourself? I'm afraid of space travel. Ah, have you thought about doing something, like, in the station? I don't really like it here. Ah, that's rough. How'd you get here anyway? I was conscripted into a cargo party. Oh, well, what happened to the cargo party? They left me here once I started screaming. Uh, screaming? When I realized I was in space. Ah. (laughs) Ooh, that's rough. Well, you don't sound like you're going to be of any help at all, so (laughs) he hops off the the stool and walks to another one. Why don't you roll a streetwise for me? Okay. Against? Hmm. Two, but two blacks. Okay, two green versus two purple and two blacks. One success and two threats. Okay. You find yourself shuffling along the bar. Until you're sitting next to... Let me make this through for a sec. Ah, okay. So you shuffle down the bar and you're sitting next to a human male who's wearing armor and a helmet. He looks pretty tough. Bounty hunter, maybe. Mm. He looks at you. What are you drinking? Right now? Nothing. You should fix that. Probably. I am in a cantina after all. He has a drink in front of him and he pushes it toward you. Ooh, what's this? That's just in the ale. I'm not supposed to drink on duty. So, what, you're, like, keeping around for the aroma? (laughs) Well, it's supposed to be a courtesy drink to my charge, but I'm not particularly inclined to. Who's your charge? He motions his head toward a doorway, which is probably the bathroom. He's in there. Oh. Guard duty, huh? Or security detail? Yeah. Look, if you don't want it, could you at least spit in it? Oh, I can do that. <laughs> he pushes it back. <laughs> so, you uh, you in Hadrian Station often? Well, I work here, so yeah, pretty often. Oh, you like it here? He shrugs. Why does everyone do it's that? <laughs> everyone shrugs. Is that a Hadrian cultural thing? There's not much of a culture of Hadrian. It's more of a, I don't know. You know, a few months ago, this place was a lot livelier. But then there was a little kerfuffle between management and the possible hostile takeover. Oh. Yeah, let's just say that uh, since then, management's been a little bit harsher on the festivities around here. He looks at the ale. I'm not even sure it's alcoholic. 
That's depressing. You're telling me. No, it's depressing is once that guy realizes he's drinking chowder fan spit, because I am definitely telling him after he drinks it. Yeah, as you should. So, who's your charge, and why are you watching him? You spot coming out of the bathroom another guard dressed in the e- in the same armor, and he's shoving crud evaporator out, who is in binders. Oh, sweet. I'm going to go sit in the corner and watch this. I'll be back as soon as you point out what happened. Suit <laughs> yourself. Oh, um, okay. wait, 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 wait. Oh, um, and a little bit of advice. He's going to get really jumpy once you point at me, okay? He tips his head but doesn't say or do anything else other than that. Right. So you rush off to a corner? Uh, I'm giddy. <laughs> I'm like bouncing, <laughs> Jinko, in, I'm bouncing in the seat. Jinko is already sitting on that area. What's your problem? Oh, man, you're going to watch this. So Crud is animated. He seems to be arguing with the guard. The guard shoves him. He stumbles forward, bounces into one of the high top tables, makes a big deal that he got really badly hurt. Guard shoves him again. The guard you were talking to points to the ale. Mm-hmm. Crud says something along the lines of, finally, some respect. And he picks up the glass with both hands because binders, binders, starts drinking it deeply. Uh, the first guard you were talking to shakes with laughter and then points at you and then when crud when he when he points at me i do my thumbs up thing with like a big grin like double thumbs up Uh, you you you're here and he tries to rush at you but both guards just grab him by the shoulders and throw him into the bar stool sit down crud (laughs) No, no, you don't understand, man. This guy is the whole reason we're in this mess in the first place. What do you mean? You know, the double cross, the kerfuffle about the whole when the huts tried to take over, and the guy that's almost got us screwed over with the entire system's wide shutdown, he was behind it all. I wave. <laughs> the guard that you were not talking to pulls out a disruptor pistol and points it at you. I keep waving. Oh, boy. I knew I was going to get this. It's fine. They're not going to think that I'm actually capable of this. Capable of what? And it occurs to you that Jingo cannot hear as well as you. Oh. Um, just act natural. <laughs> he walks over. You're going to have to come with me. Oh, where are we going? To talk to the boss. Oh. Boss, huh? Why do you have crud? Wasn't he with you guys? I'll let the boss do all the explaining. Oh, all right. Sweet yourself. Well, thanks for the drink, stranger. I, I nod at Jinko. <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Um, that is exactly the situation. I start, I start walking faster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think we need to roll as deception. Uh, you can roll it for me. It's a yellow and a green versus two. Okay. Three success and a threat. Okay. So they head off with you and crud. You are not bound or anything. They don't take your blaster. But they march you toward the turbo lift and you are raising up the levels back again toward the sort of the control toward the control area where you previously visited the last right. time. Oh, I'm going to make sure you're burned for this click. I don't even know what you're talking about, Creddy. What do you mean you don't know what you're talking about? All I know is you flew me out here in the middle of nowhere on a shuttle because you needed a pilot. And then people started shooting, and I ran away and fell in the trash heap. And then, when I was running aboard a ship, you shot at me. I don't really get it. No, you don't get it. And then, I thought I was all in the clear until Swiss Van. Swiss Van? 
you were you ran into him with Grimoka at Sweet's Fan, if you recall. Oh, right. I vaguely remember that. And you refused to talk to him. <laughs> so you stop at a level of the station you haven't been at before. You're not in the control room, but you are led down a corridor, which looks to be a number of living quarters. The doors are spaced very far between one another. And you finally get to one that opens up. Inside is no living furniture, nothing really except mats. Long white mats that are used for combat practice. In front of you, you see the human female that you met before. Mm. um, And she is wearing a training robe. Well, not a robe, but she's wearing a training outfit. Probably, I guess, like gym clothes. Uh She has on a, a face mask and arm protectors, and she is spinning a vibroblade in a duel against a droid. <laughs> Sparks flash off of the blade as they connect with each other. She does a cool spin move, drops to one knee, and then severs the droid at the knee joint. As it stumbles, she rises, thrusts the blade up underneath the droid's rib cage area, and drives it straight through up into its chin. The whole thing just goes and falls to the ground in a big scrap heap. A couple of the other guards that are in the room nod appreciatively. One of them claps. I clap too. (laughs) She looks at you and and frowns and thinks for a moment and then says, Oh, you. I do finger guns. (laughs) I remember you. Hey, how's it going? What brings you up here? Uh Huh? These guys told me to come up here. They told me you're going to tell me a story. <laughs> um, do you remember? Did I give her a name? I don't recall. I don't think you did. I, I think I may have made one, but I don't think I ever said it. You know what? That's in another notebook. Give me one second. Yep, I remember now. I found it. Okay. She spins the blade around a few times in a flourish, shoves it into a sheath, deactivates the vibration aspect of it, and then tosses it over her shoulder. Normal, you would think that there would be a guard there ready to catch it, but there isn't. <laughs> so one of them rushes forward and does one of those knee skids to catch mm-hmm. it before it hits the ground. My name's Herga. I'm the leader of this little operation here at Hadrian Station. Remind me of your name again? I am Con Click Kachak. Con Click Kachak. She turns toward the spaceport window and stares out of it for a second. One of the guards rushes up to her with data pad. She looks at it, scrolls down, reads it for a few moments. You've been busy since you were last here. Eh, a little bit. I mean... Chadra fan, gotta keep busy, you know? Yes, but most Chadra fan don't do exhibition matches on Bakura or get bounties placed on them by higher-ranking Imperial officials. Yeah. I always forget not to use my real name. (laughs) (laughs) She sets it aside. Come on, Haraga. This is the guy that caused all the problems in the first place. If they hadn't double-crossed us, shut up, crud. She nods. One of them kicks him in the uh, back of the leg, and he falls to his knees. So... Why'd you bring him up here? She asked one of the guards. Well, uh, you know, Crud did say that he was somehow involved with the situation at hand. 
and he did say he was the pilot. Yes, yes, that would make a lot of sense. So you're the pilot of the Spice Wolf, which means that you must know my dear friend Reyna. Oh. Uh, yeah, if you're friends. Roll a, perc- roll a perception. Alrighty. Two is fine. Uh, yellow, green, and two purple. Yes, okay. Uh, failure but an advantage. Okay. She seems to lean on the word friend a little too long. Oh, you're friends. You could say that. I could. I did. Well, you did. You see, my friend Crud here, he promised that he could broker a deal that would solve a little bit of a problem we had. But in order to do that, our mutual friend Reyna had to deliver something. And Crud had to find a pilot. He did find the pilot, which was you. But Reyna sort of went back on her word on delivering what she was supposed to deliver. Uh, was that before or after we got shot at by Trandoshans? Well, you see, I did a little investigating since we never actually got to our meeting, but I am very certain she didn't have what she promised to bring. I don't know. I was only probationary at that time. Yes, well, that being said, I kind of wonder if you might be able to repay that part of the debt for me. Huh, well, what was, what was she supposed to bring anyway? That's not really particularly your, your concern. Oh, fine. All I will tell you is that I acquired it without her help, and I still need a good pilot. Oh, that's it? That's it. Uh, what do you need, exactly? Just for you to do a little run. Uh, it's in a wild area, which could make the job a little bit more complicated, and I'm not going to lie to you, there will be hostiles involved. Ooh, hostiles. Did you know that I'm... (laughs) Did you know that I have five confirmed kills? Is that in your dossier? Can I see it? I like lean on. I no. get up on my tiptoes. Stop it! <laughs> no, she hands the pad to another guy, guard, and he runs off. I start it. following him for a second. No, well, sorry, Kachak. Pay attention. Pay attention. What's your rate? Uh, I've never actually charged for just piloting before. Um, I'm sure that my captain would be very agreeable if I was... No, 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 no. Your captain can't know this is happening. Okay, how about my compatriot? He's good at keeping secrets from my captain. If you need him for the job, then sure. Uh, I do. (laughs) Fair enough. May I call him? Give a description. I'll have the boys bring him up. Uh, okay. Hey, you guys. I point... I I talk to the two guards. Yeah. Remember that guy that I pretended was just my... Was just some stranger? Yeah, that one. Yeah, I had a feeling. <laughs> you did roll a threat, so... Uh, okay, so a few minutes go by. You were actually led out of the dojo room and into a more comfortable sitting area. Crud is not brought with you. There are a couple of guards in the room, but they're being quite unnoticeable. You know, just standing still in the background. They offer you whatever refreshment you like. I ask for, like, eight different kinds of drinks. <laughs> Uh, and they are definitely drinks that have very specific types of glassware <laughs> for their presentation. Yeah. So you've got something like a martini and something with like a long cylinder glass. Yeah, like a low ball. Yeah. And then there's, you know, uh, one that comes in a bottle that has a swirly top. And one that just comes straight in a bowl. <laughs> and they are all arranged on a crystalline platter. They're, of course, all different colors. Yeah. A few moments later, Jinko is brought in, and then Herga appears. She's wearing... 
a comfortable set of clothing. In fact, it's more like a bathrobe situation. <laughs> and she is wearing fuzzy slippers and sits down at the uh, couch and just looks pretty comfortable. I imagine Jinko looks extremely confused by the sight that he's seeing right now. <laughs> Why did you order so many drinks? Huh? They said I could order as many as I could order whatever I wanted. I didn't drink any. You want see anything you like? <laughs> what have you gotten us into? Why are we talking to the leader of the Ten Lost Corporation for Hadrian Station? Look, if we just do a little side gig, we'll earn some extra creds and we'll be in good standing again. I don't want credits. I need to find Banis. Well, I need you to help determine what my rate should be. <laughs> I've never actually charged. <laughs> oh, I see. We can throw in information as part of the deal. What I want, what we need is the location of the pilot Banis. And 30,000 credits. <laughs> 30,000 is a little steep considering that you're repaying a debt that your captain owes me. Then make a counteroffer. 5,000 plus the information. Five? Even I feel like I'm getting ripped off, and that was sort of the status quo for most of my career. <laughs> 15,000. The information, and we make sure that our captain never hears of the situation. Ever. She ponders this a moment. 15,000, the information, your captain doesn't hear about it, and you owe me one more favor. Uh... Can we get 5,000 less without the additional favor? 10,000, huh? Deal. I don't want to keep doing like a cascading effect where the favors get oh, deeper and deeper. Oh, no, you are definitely correct on that I one. just had a bad feeling about it. That second favor would have cost way more than 15,000 credits. <laughs> okay, good. Great. Perfect. Uh, you'll depart immediately. Um, you'll... Do I get any, like, briefing? Oh, they'll brief you on the way. The mission is planet side, you see. Oh, that's not so bad. I assume you can pilot a speeder. Um, hello? Have you not heard about my daring f camera footage? Oh, I guess you wouldn't. Never mind. Remember when he was doing the oh. T-16? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay, so the two of you are heading off to our shuttle. Is there anything you want to attempt to do prior to going down? Um... I'll probably tell Kobe, try to tell Kobe where I'm going. Okay, so you just fire up the comm. Yeah, just fire up the comm. Hey, Kobe, buddy. Mm -hmm. Jinko and I are going on a little side mission, but Captain can't know. And probably don't tell Tazi because she'll panic and worry. <laughs> um, it's with Tenlos, and we're going somewhere that I don't know to do a thing I don't understand. Um, but we'll get things that we want. <laughs> Well, like 10,000 credits? Alright, I'll tell him you said hi. <laughs> okay, Kobe knows that we're leaving. Oh, we're going to rely on our deception skills in the hands of a cranky astromech unit. Oh, by the way, Kobe says hi. <laughs> <laughs> you go up over the shuttle... With uh, members of the Ten Lost crew, you land on the surface of the, one of the Terminus system planets. The, the surface here is very strange. A lot of the rock formations are very naturally jagged and crystalline. Although they are not crystalline in opacity or color. Imagine redstone. Not redstone. 
Imagine sandstone, but in triangular and diamond formations. Right. Crisscrossing the planet. Okay. There is vegetation, but it's very strange vegetation. Mostly vine-like, because it has to wrap around these uneven surfaces. Mm. You don't see a lot of massive tree canopies, but there's a lot of flowering um, plants that cling on to these long stretches of vines. There seem to be tons and tons of waterfalls that are contributing to the odd jaggedness of this planet. You land on a very small, temporary outpost. There's a speeder ready for you and some tents and some temporary building structures. You see a 110 last guy takes a step forward. He looks a bit older. He's a human male in his 50s, shaved head couple of scars here and there and a, a very well coiffed mustache he's wearing a combat vest that's um made of a shiny black armor structure he's got a disruptor pistol and a disruptor rifle uh as you disembark the shuttle he reaches out your hand his hand to yours i shake it hi you must be the pilot not just the pilot i'm the pilot con click kachak maybe you've heard of me I'll roll it. Okay, two green, two for all. Mm. Only that you're supposed to be the good, the pilot that's going to get us out of this mess. What do you know? Absolutely nothing. Herga was not very open, though she did. Wait, though she did entertain us in her like lounge, which was weird. It's kind of awkward. He seems a little hesitant all of a sudden. Do you want to try to get more info out of him? Yeah. How would you like to attempt to? Do uh, that? It's probably going to be charm. Okay. Come on, I mean, I'm already flying the thing. It's not like I'm going to back out. You need a pilot, and I can't do my best if I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, you can roll your charm. Mm -hmm. Take a blue, because it's a solid argument. Okay. Take a black, because he seems to be hesitant about this for some reason. Uh And just do it against two. Okay. Three green, one blue, versus two purple, one black. One success and one threat. All right, look, here's the situation. You're right. If I try to hide something from you, you're just going to be in a worse off position and more likely to fail. So I'm not going to sugarcoat it. One of our higher ups, an important member of the Ten Loss Corporation, is very sick. Sick with a disease that we don't really have a cure for. However, apparently somewhere on the surface of of this planet is a plant that can get us the antidote or the cure or whatever the heck it is that we need to heal that individual. Okay. I'm, we do that. We're all in for a huge promotion. Uh, I'm a pilot, not a botanist. What's the catch? We have a botanist. Don't worry about it. Catch here is that, well, the Huts are a little upset from the last time we were engaged with them at Hadrian Station, which means that they've left attack drones for us over here. He points at the canyons and the crevices. The area we have to navigate to is too large for a starfighter, so we'll have to use a speeder. Which means that we're going to be putting ourselves in a very compromised position, tactically. Their attack drones will be able to shoot, but we don't have anything to shoot back with. Hmm. Thus, you can see our need for an expert pilot. Well, fortunately, this should not be a problem. I hope not. He walks you around the speeder. It is just a typical um, civilian airspeeder that's meant to carry about six people, so it's kind of boxy. Hmm. Um, but... It has aftermarket modifications on it for sure. You can tell that there's some armor that the maneuvering thrusters have been tuned up. 
and that it looks like that there is access for people to lean out and fire weapons if needed, although there's not going to be... Although there are no weapons attached to the speeder itself. Right. So mechanically, what are the stats of the vehicle? Silhouette 2, maximum speed of 4, handling plus 2. I'm sorry, handling plus 1. Armor 3, health threshold 6, system strain 7. Huh, okay. That's very good, actually. So do you do a little walkthrough of the speeder? I pop open the hood. Yeah, so you poke around. It's it's well maintained. Huh. Good job, you guys. The Tenmas Corporation doesn't cut corners. Well, you had crud on the payroll. <laughs> you mean he's still alive? Uh, yeah, he was in binders last time I saw him. Well, I doubt he's gonna be alive for much longer. Hope you said your goodbyes. Oh, I don't like the guy. I spit in his drink, though. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I'm gonna have uh, my people start loading things on. You guys uh, just settle in. And then we'll get our special guest in a minute. Why are you talking like that? Is that a 10 loss corporate procedure? Everyone has to talk like that? Like what? Like Herga has friends. My friend this. And my friend this. And you're like oh, our I'm... special guest. He leans forward menacingly. It's best you not ask too many questions. I've already told you probably more than I should. All right. All right. Don't scuff the suit. <laughs> All right, so the two of you are just sitting on the speeder. Uh, why did you bring me along? What am I going to do? Well, they wouldn't let you come up and talk with me unless I needed you for the mission. So... What do you want me to do? Just push these buttons here? Uh, no, I want you to pay attention to my surroundings. Since, you know, it's a speeder. It's not like I need a co-pilot for this. So okay. you'll be the lookout um, and maybe shoot at things. I'll do my best. Um, excuse, also, excuse me, Mr. Tenloss? <laughs> he doesn't hear you. He went inside the uh, temporary structure. Anyone? There's a one guard looks at you. Hey. What? Um, since my buddy here is going to help cover us while we're flying, can we borrow a disruptor rifle? Or pistol or something? No. no. Why not? Tenloss doesn't just give out disruptor rifles. It's borrow. For your mission. Same's the same. Fine. Well, you what better does, be what? good shots then. What does that mean? Same is the same. I don't know. I was told not to ask questions. <laughs> the temporary structure opens up again, and the head Tenlas guy steps into the sunlight, and behind him is a red-furred drawl. Ah, Criff. Silhouette Zero is a production of us, the Ing Brothers. You should follow us on Twitter, at SilZeroChris and at SilZeroMatt. That's spelled S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. There are a couple of exciting projects coming up, so keep an eye out for that. I, Chris, can also be heard as Mandalorian Motu Ordo on Heroes of the Hiding Way. You can find that on your podcaster of choice or at thehidingway.com. Music that isn't produced by Tazi is done by famed internet composer Kevin McLeod from Incomptech.com. Now, steady on those hyperlanes, and may the Force be with you. Da-da-da.